Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. I've just been doing my research and, you know, I, I just, can you believe yourself that you're going for your third Melbourne Cup in, you know, less than five years? I mean, you know, when you consider how hard of a race it is just to get into, you know, you've got to win your heat to get into the final and now you're going for your third one, you just must be pinching yourself. Yeah, oh, look, I have been, Demity, honestly, because, um, you know, yeah, as you say, you think, you, you, you know, you're just happy to get in one or and then you win one, and then and then you win another one, and then you <laughs> next, you know, not long after you, the next year we're we're in another one and, and, a, and a bit of a chance. So you, yep. just think, well, you know, what have I done? What have we done to deserve it? Sort of, <laughs> you know, you, with, with this one's not one of our breed. Normally they're they're our breed. You know, as you know, you, yep. we, we breed most of our our better dogs have been our own. Uh, but this guy's not nothing to do with uh, our lines or, or anything, and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's surreal um, because you want to be part of it. Uh, there's no doubt, you know, yeah. when we're you, we've made it in 2017 with Uphill Jill, you sort of uh, then you get a taste of it, and we're rotten luck in that Melbourne Cup, and lo and behold, we won it the next year with her <laughs> half brother. Yep. Um, but you just, yeah, it's it's a, a great feeling, though. It really is. Yep. yep. Uh, to know that uh, we're going to be part of it for another week anyway. Is it a race sort of, you know, because mostly when I ask trainers, I say, you know, what's the race you'd love to win? 99% of them say the Melbourne Cup. Is that how you all have always been, you know, as an aspiring trainer? Was it always the race you wanted to win? Yeah, it was. It wasn't so much the, the money, you know, even though the Melbourne Cup started to really increase uh, as against the other races, increase first prize. Financially, it's, it's sort of a, a bit irrelevant, though. Like, it's it's more so just it's the Melbourne Cup. Uh, it, it's very rich in history. Yeah. Um, I was just watching a replay of an old one. It's spine tingling stuff to see those great old dogs. 2001, go wild Teddy. Yep. Um, I've just beat classic Capri, but, um, you know, and it is. It's to be part of it, um, and it just sort of burns the, the fuels for you for, to, to uh, keep it going, and you want to be part of it for next year and the year after as well, then, with... <laughs> Because it is great. It's great to be part of it. Yep, yep. And, I mean, on Saturday night, I, you know, I personally thought Fernando Mick was, he was my best bet of the night. I don't know whether it was because he was in the very last heat and obviously the weather was atrocious, but for me, I felt like he was a little bit of a, an unsung hero. How did you sort of rate his chances going into it from box one, especially then when it started to rain? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I, I heard he won your expensive pair of shoes. Is that right? So yes, he did. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you well, for that. You paid for my shoes. Thank yeah. you. 
we did cop. He did cop um, the uh, a lot of rain while we we're waiting to go out. We just got him out of the kennel to race because we'd been in there for a while. Yeah, they had a race twelve, and it was pelting down. A really heavy, heavy rain, and um, I just got worried about him because he doesn't like getting his feet wet back at home, and you just start to wonder oh, no. that this is all gone, gone skew with, you know, because. Yep. You just don't think he's going to fire. But I did give him a good chance before the conditions and certainly off the red. He, he The last six months, he's been able to handle inside boxes, whereas early on he couldn't yep. and didn't. Um, but then something changed. He's a smart little fella and he learnt or matured and... Um, he worked it out that um, once he started jumping fast, because he couldn't jump, he was never, he was a very, in fact, he was probably one of the most consistent uh, bad beginners going around early on. He just, you knew he'd miss it, but now for the last six months, he he, he does get out fast uh, on occasions, um, well, more often than not these days. And yeah, look, when he, when he gets out and, Gets on the lure. He, he's very hard to run down. Yeah. Um, so we did give him a good chance, but because it was a tough, a tough heat, um, you know, they sort of uh, he was what five dollars seventy. Yep. Six to one. Uh, but he's pretty reliable these days, and and he can also can handle the outside, which is what I really like about him now. Yep. Most of our better dogs over the years, you. You sort of do like the fence with them, and, and, and well, most trainers will say that because they want the rail, want the rail. <laughs> uh, but this guy, if we had a drawn box eight in the Melbourne Cup, um, it wouldn't have worried me. It would have been my second choice. Yep. Whereas any other trainer would say, well, that's the end of us. It's, it's going to be difficult to win. Yeah. And any, you know, other dogs I've had, you wouldn't want a draw box eight uh, in a Melbourne Cup final. Uh, but this guy, he's pretty good. He knows he, he can handle it out wide. But uh, now he's got the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's still all right, though, if he gets out. So yep. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So I mean, and that's obviously what you're hoping for, just for a, a nice clean getaway for him, and hopefully, you know, pretty, I suppose pretty similar to what Co Blends did last year. Just you know, lead and um, yeah, go all the way. Yeah, yeah, he's he is capable of getting out very fast, and then he, he'll 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 know that they're either side of him, and he will drive even harder to to, to swoop and grab the lead. Uh, but it is going to be hard with Jason Thompson's dog plaintiff. Yeah, the red uh, of all the dogs, probably Patty wants Pats as well. But of all the dogs in the race, there was one dog that. You wouldn't want to draw the red if you're in the opposition, and he did it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you never know what can happen. Um, you can muff the start, and uh, for some unknown reason, things can go wrong. So um, we'll just, uh, yeah, he'll, I'll be happy if he runs in the first four, actually. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be happy... No problem. If if he can run in the first four, it'd be great. Yep. Is it bit is it a bit of a different feeling this year? The fact that, like you said, this is not one of your breed, and you know you've got an owner sort of coming along for the journey with you. Yeah, it is. A, it is different. Um, like we've had a bit of everything. Um, my redeemer was owned by 
you know, Rob Sinfield, Kerry Dodds and, and um, Brendan Sinfield and sort of there was owners in him. We bred him and reared him and I trained him. But uh, And that being the first Melbourne Cup, that was just uh, sensational. And then the second one with Co-Blends was more family. Yep. Um, we were breeding, <laughs> and of course. Um, but it became very special because it was uphill Jill's, uphill Jill was the mum, and, uh, and we, we did have Where's Demonica, a champion, super grandmother producer. Uh, I pre-trained her and raced, raced her. Where's Demonica that started all of this? Um, you know, with co blends and yep. and, and, and my redeemer and, and uphill Jill. Oh, there's that many of them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, yeah, it just goes on uh, from all from where's the Monica and now up Hill Jill. Yep. Um, but so that was that with the family. But now this is uh, with Paul Connell, uh, his first Melbourne Cup runner. He is very excited. They've got a big, big family, um, uh, relatives all, all coming going out Saturday night. Um, you know, they, he's actually. I spoke to Paul, and he's. Uh, you know, of course, he's nervous, but he's he's um, just happy to be there. Yeah, just yep. happy to be there, and, and that's what happens until you've been there. That's how we all feel, us trainers, and you're just happy to be there. But then when you've won it, uh, that it's a different, totally <laughs> uh, different dimension. And um, and now that it's, it, it'll still be the same if we can if we can win it. It'll still be what the just the, the the it's spine tingling stuff. It's the euphoria that sort of um, and uh, what what rushes through your mind uh, will be the same. Uh, there's a lot of things rush through your mind <laughs> over the last the two Melbourne Cups. Um, you know, you quickly just think of when you were young. It's funny how you can after a, a winning a Melbourne Cup, you can you, you would think. Within seconds, your mind's thinking how where it all started when I was in the kennels at Geelong a, a long, long time ago. You know, things like that. It <laughs> yep. just runs through your mind yep. uh, how this all came together. Um, and with Fernando Mick, uh, there's no doubt if we can pull it off, um, it, it is just going to be the, the same. It'll be a massive win. Probably... Uh, that could be working against us. Is is winning three could be just asking a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> It could be, uh, that could be against us. Yep, yep. I was just looking back before on some of the, the footage and the photos from last year, like, you know, you throwing the lead up, hitting the, the roof above the boxes after Coblenz won, and then um, him being under the table upstairs when you took him upstairs with his little presentation rug on being asleep. Like, I can only imagine what it's like, you know, you've known that dog from day one, and then you see him win, you know, arguably the biggest race on our calendar. I mean, that just you must have just been proud more than anything because you know it's like your child winning something amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's you. You are uh, you know many things, but uh, you, we are proud, very proud, um, and it is a big thing to um, you know uh, when I did it the first time, walked up the restaurant, you know, like sort of up the escalator, carried carried them up the escalator and up into them. When you get up there, it's just, 
uh, mayhem, you know, um, the crowd, <laughs> the noise, and, and the people wanting to get selfies, celebrities, you know, that are there. Uh, they want to be part of him. They want to pat him. They want to get a selfie with him. And, and so many other families, you know, you, you you bump into even families downstairs that can't even can't get have a, maybe haven't got the money to go up uh, on a restaurant ticket or whatever. Yeah. And you bump into those and you're talking to them as well. And um, yeah, it's a great thing. A great a lot of things happen, Dimity. A lot of things go um, go through your mind, and then also uh, with the dog and, and just the whole night. Yeah. And when the subsequent after that. Um, it just goes on for weeks. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, celebrations, there's family ones, there's a staff one, there's friends, and you have three <laughs> parties and you – and it, it is a ball. It's a blast, you know. It's yep. – uh, uh, look, when – yeah, when uh, people that have won it, they'll, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about and um, it, it, it's just magical. Yep. Yep. Now, how's he going? How's Coblenz going in retirement? And how's he going with his stud crew? I'm having a look at his stud page. You know, he's got some, you know, some nice bitches that he's got at the moment. But how's he going um, at stud? Yeah, he hasn't he? He's got some nice ones. I was he just has. talking about friend Ian Cockrell at Geelong Trials tonight. And he's got a bitch he's saying too. But, uh, well, so, yeah, he's got some really nice bitches um, so far. I think there's about 15 litres on the ground. The oldest are just over six months old. Yep. Um, but they're all they're all nice bitches so far. Some real beauties, and um, it's very exciting. Like we've loved the ride with my Redeemer. You know, he's well entrenched this year in number four spot. Yeah. Um, on the metropolitan size list, that is. That's you know, for the metro- more metropolitan, and he's fifth overall. But he's if if Coblenz can run get in the top four uh, at the end of his state or in the first couple of years to the end, um, I'll be happy. You know, it, it, it's great fun having. It's been a real good ride with Myra Damer and, and watching and talking to owners and trainers that have had some beauties around Australia, whether they're record holders or group winners. Yep. And it is it is fun, and um, and with Go Blends, he's uh, got about another fifteen, I think, that are actually in pup, um, and and he's going well. Yeah, it's just the quality of bitches I'm I'm very pleased with. Yep, um, it's not like um, well, well, my redeemer um, was a little bit different. He people went to him, the breeders went to him to say very fast four hundred metre bitches, a lot of them, hoping that he could, you know, just put the one magic wand over them and and, and get stronger dogs. And, and sometimes yeah. he did, sometimes he didn't, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, but he was a powerful dog, Myra Damon. He, he was a strong... There was no dog could run him down in, in Australia when, when he was racing. He, he was... And Coe Blends is, is similar, a very strong dog. He, I think he only got run down twice in his career. Uh, very quickly got to 26 wins, but he only got run down twice. One of them was Aston Rupee. Yep. It was no mean feat, and yep. he got pretty close <laughs> to him that night. He, but he couldn't get run down very strong, but, but he was different. Yeah, that first split was just something we'll, we will probably never get again. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, he could, we're talking about all these dogs on Saturday night, Fernando Mick, you know, 503, 
and, and dogs like uh, plaintiff will probably run near five, I would think. Yeah. But you know, Cavaliers run four ninety three, four ninety six, yep. and it's just four ninety eight was another one. Yep. Uh, he went slower in the Melbourne Cup, five oh three. He went slow to slower to the first mark, but still, still led. So what I'm getting at, Dimity, is just Koblenz was something different again. Yeah. Um, we'll never get one like him. Even uphill Jill was, uh, Jill was probably half a length to three quarters slower than him to the first mark. Yeah. And I never thought I'd get another one quicker than her uh, to the first mark. Um, but oh, we did. We were very lucky and very fortunate. We did. Yeah. It was just a real shame when he broke his hock and never, well, yeah, he, I was going to say he never got to show what he could do, but he he, he did, um, but he could have just, some of the heights that he could have reached was just, is when we think about it still, uh, what he could have done. Yeah. Yep. You know, being a sub 530, at, uh, a break 530 at Wentworth Park, that's what he what he would have done, you know, on his, on his times in races. Yeah. Um, you'd probably know the times at Wendy, the first splits, and yeah, and you know what what Jill did and what he did at Sandown Meadows, Cranbourne, Ballarat, uh, Coblenz uh, was quicker again. He would yeah, he'd run five twenty eight, five twenty seven, no problems at all. Yeah, and that's what hurts us. Uh, it does hurt us because we know what would have could have happened um, for the rest of this year. Uh, but then again, I can't really complain, can I? We might have had him, you know, he broke a hock, but, but gee, we've had a, a good ride too, so I, I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pointing out that uh, what could have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm just glad that he, he did put two rippers on the, two ripping races on his resume. You know, Cranbourne Cup is very tough 520. Um, near record run, and then the Melbourne Cup. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's Coblenz. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he won't definitely won't race again. Um, he's three and a half. He's, he, he he gallops every day now. <laughs> uh, but he he'd love to race. The dog would love to race because he's like his mum and yeah. his father, I suppose, Fernando Bale. They very competitive dogs and, and they and they didn't like dogs to leave them and, 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 and quite often they never did. Yep, yep. And Coburn's was a very, very similar, well, same. He, <laughs> he, did, he, knew, he knew he was in a race, he didn't want dogs to lead him and that's why <laughs> they had trouble leading him. Yep, yep. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's what breeders want. They want that early speed because, you know, that's – that's what, you know, most of the time wins you those big races and wins, you know, gets you those wins in the city. Like, obviously, you know, for example, a dog like Ashton Rupert with just ridiculous ability, but he just lacked that little bit of early speed. And, you know, obviously he could have won nearly every race he, he started in if he'd have had that early toe like Koblenz had. He would have, yeah, that, that's right. He was tooted as the fastest on the planet and, and, and he was. Um so yeah, you're right. If he had have could have run the four ninety three to four ninety eight like like Coblin, he would have won every race. Yeah. And then and then on the other flip side, I suppose if Coblin's could 
with his early speed. If he could have run and broke 29 at Sandown, he would have probably would have run <laughs> one every race as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a bit each way there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, that's right, um, that's right. <laughs> so how long, Dave, have you been training for and what made you want to become a greyhound trainer? I've been training um, over 15 years full-time. Yep. Uh, I did... I did have, uh, also before that I was training part time. I worked as a senior supervisor most of my time at the Ford Motor Company. Oh, yep. Along. Yep. And um, uh, and I was training dogs as well uh, part time out at Leopold um, for ten years before I went full time. So there's twenty five, maybe twenty seven years consecutive. Yep. yep. Um, and then early on in the late seventies, when I was a young kid, my parents. Um, just helped us get a few dogs. They weren't really into dogs, mum and dad. Uh, but I had friend, a friend from high school who was in, in dogs. Um, and then he got me a job working part-time at Geelong, the old Geelong track. track. This is the old one, at the Eastern Gardens. And um, I just got uh, hooked on, on them. Uh, I love the breed. Yep. Um, and then I, my parents also, they live and still live opposite the Geelong Racecourse, the Thoroughbreds. Oh, right. Yep. Beautiful racecourse, Geelong Racecourse. And they live opposite that. And I, they used to run Plumpton. Uh, oh, coursing. We had a coursing. And um, we called it Plumpton in those days. And, and I used to jump, uh, climb an eight-foot barbed wire fence just to get over and catch dogs. <laughs> And, um, and that was Geelong. Uh, they had the Waterloo Cup there as well. Oh, nice. Yep. And I loved it. I just got hooked on it. And it's been in my blood. And my brother, Jeff, has followed similar to me yep. um, for most uh, early on and now. Uh, but it, it's just in our blood. We just love racing. We love, love the breed of dog. And um, I, I just, yeah, ever since I was a kid, uh, and then while I was working with the Ford Motor Company, I, I just, I, they were a great company to work for, but I knew, I just wanted to get out and train greyhounds. Yep. And yep. we had to educate our daughters and there was that risk in those days. There was a risk that if you went out as a full-time trainer, the prize money wasn't like it is now. Yep, yep. And there was a risk that, you you did dogs full time and you couldn't make it. You couldn't pay your mortgage or you couldn't educate your daughters or your kids. And um, so I I I sort of forced myself to go to work for the last few years, um, knowing I just was desperate to get out and train greyhounds yep. and do it full time because it had been my dream when I was sixteen. Yeah, wow. Um, yep. Uh, to train greyhounds. That's yep. full time. Yeah. And it took, you know, it took all this time until over 15 years ago um, to uh, to do it. And gee, what a, uh, you know, what a ride. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is more than what I would ever, ever uh, have thought. Um, yeah. Wrapped about a Melbourne Cup. Look, I had a real affinity with a golden Easter egg. I just knew, you know, when I followed as a young, young kid that the Golden Easter Egg was another one that I just envious of the trainers that would win it. And, and I got I knew an owner, uh, Johnny Maple, that part owned a, a, a Malawi Law. Yep. What a Golden Easter Egg. Yep. And 
you just it was one of those races that I I really dreamt about and I just there was something about it um, you know all my life that I just this Easter egg and, and then lo and behold <laughs> you know uphill Jill uh, wins it for yep. us. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and so yeah, in my greyhound life, I'm I'm content. Um, there's no doubt. Of I'm I'm sort of just content. Um, all my goals have been sort of have really been, um, you know, ticked off. Luckily. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, yep. Has there been like? Is there you know, maybe can you just possibly touch on a couple of key things that, you know, whether you've learnt off somebody else or just, you know, you just self-taught and picked it up as you've gone along, that, you know, whether it's to do with diet or exercise or recovery, that, you know, have just found that just work for you and help you get the best out of your dogs? Yeah, look, I was told early on when I left Ford and obviously had no owners, I just had no owners, so how do you start? How do you make this? And uh, good friends, Paul and Diane Bartolo. Yeah. You know they had the, the superstars. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know with Betty's Angel, Melbourne Cup, and Leprechaun pace they had for a while, and um, the the one that Miss Minnie Mouse, and that just went on, and they had a they had a great run, and, and so I. You, you you walk out of a, a, a workforce, a Ford Motor Company, and you surround yourself, or or, or you um, listen to the the successful people, yeah, um, or good people, yeah. That's another key is, is good people. And how lucky was were we, uh, Rose and I? Yeah, Bartolos, Robert Britton, Jeff Britton. You know, Angela Langton, they're good, good friends of Early uh, when I got out of Ford Motor Company, um, you, you know, you, 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 people like that. Um, you can How can you go wrong? Yeah. You know, that's that's probably part of our success, Timothy. Yeah. Uh, is is we were surrounded not just with very good and successful people, but just you see how they train. Um, Linda Britton and, and Chris Holtz in Perth, uh, in West Australia. Same, good friends of ours, just good people, patient. You, you learn from them. I've spent uh, numerous trips over there, racing or even holidays. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and you just see how good they are and how patient and good they are with dogs, thinking, managing different dogs, um, you know, even going right back, something sticks in my mind at Kellyville uh, for the New South Wales guys. I remember when Paul Coochie was at Kellyville and I learned a little bit. I was watching him. Uh, he had a trial track when I was there that, that, that um, a few days I spent there. And he was a real nice fella, very successful trainer, Paul Coochie. And I was watching him checking dogs and I just saw how he was more of the gentle side and and, and just very, very smart guy. So even when I was 16, I'm learning off one of the best. Yeah. New yep. South Wales. And a, and a good guy. And, um, you know, it's I think that's what helps. Yep. Uh, listen to the good people. Yeah. And, and successful people. 
Uh, and they've got good morals, you know. They're good morals. They're good people. And, yep. And I think that's rubbed off on Rose and myself. Yep, yep. Now, just finally, and I know this might be a hard question to answer, but is there one race or one moment in your training career so far that just stands out as the highlight to you? Um, yeah, the the Melbourne Cups are, are like the first one, second one. Um, they're probably the same. It's one was with the family, and one and one was our first one with some real good owners, friends of ours. And the Melbourne Cups do stand alone. Look, the Easter Egg is not far behind. Yep. Honestly, honestly, like I. I remember when we were winning the Easter Egg. Um, I was walking around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> my lead around just after at the behind the boxes you can sometimes you can see I, I'd lost it I'd completely lost it. I couldn't believe what was, it had just uh, happened yep yeah and, and and walking down that straight at Wendy so that was that was right up there just under the Melbourne Cups um, yep. but yeah there's that's certainly um and you can't surpass it yep um, and the only one thing that we would like to, I'd like to do now, we're, we're in the process, I'd love to, uh, one of our dogs sire an English derby. Yep, yeah, nice. Uh, yep. Yeah, oh, we'd love it. And we've got straws going over for both dogs uh, very shortly. Oh, excellent. Uh, I would l- love it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be just behind the Melbourne Cups and the Golden Easter Egg. Yep, yep. Um, and, and you know it'll be just by if one of our dogs can sire at English Derby, and that's that's what we're trying to do. We're, we've got good people involved. Uh, Nathan Corden at Nottingham, a good friend of ours. Um, you know we just put, he's put us in with the right people. Yep. The right trainers, the right breeders, and in Ireland, and 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 that's what we would love to do. Yep. Uh, I, I, I really want that to happen. Um. Yeah, so uh, that's probably their last, um, uh, you know, uh, race on the bucket list that I'd love to love to to win. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.